Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Exodus 17 is a chapter of the Old Testament that contains a seed of one of the great truths of the New Testament Christian experience. Listen to verse 3. So the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses. But the Lord said to Moses in verse 6, I will be standing before you there upon the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, so that the people may drink. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament tells us that this rock and this drink are Christ. Drinking the living water is our focus today on this life study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy. Their ministry is one of incredible clarity and spiritual nourishment, it represents a genuine gift given by Christ to his body. And we're very pleased to be able to bring you recorded excerpts today from Witness Lee's 1980 Life Study of Exodus. And joining us once again to add his comments and fellowship is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome back to our program today. It's always good to be back into this kind of study. This is wonderful, Francis. And today we have a marvelous topic, drinking the living water. Francis, today we want to look again at this matter of drinking and flowing of the living water that we read about just moments ago in Exodus 17. We've had some tremendous programs this week on drinking, but today we really want to see the counterpart of drinking, which is the flowing out. There's a wonderful verse, Francis, in the Gospel of John that brings both of these matters together. We're going to hear that today. Let's read John 4.14. It says, But whoever drinks of the water I shall give him shall by no means thirst forever. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a spring of water, welling up unto eternal life. And then, of course, another verse in John chapter 7 that goes very much with this one. It says, regarding the one that drinks of this living water, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Francis, it seems very clear that the drinking and the flowing out of this living water are very much connected, aren't they? Certainly very much connected in uh, our experience because... When you uh, drink, if you only drink, you never would have an increase in the drinking. So uh, there must be a flowing out. If there's no flowing out, there's no drinking. Drinking and flowing are really essential. But I would say the more important aspect of this is the flowing out. Because if there's no flowing out, there's no way for the flowing in to continue. So drinking is the flowing in. And uh, flowing out is the release of that drinking. In our experience, this is really a marvelous combination of two things. I think our listeners are in for a real uh, treat today in this broadcast. This aspect of the flowing out is probably 
I think it's fair to say, underemphasized in Christian ministry generally, and something we need very much brought to our attention. So let's join Witness Lee for our first portion today. The drinking is altogether connected to the throwing. And the throwing actually is one thing with the drinking. For 14 of John tells us if we drink this water, and this water will become a spring within us, welling up into eternal life. And that welling up is the flowing. Then John 7 tells us the same principle. The Lord says, Whoever thirsts, come to me and drink. Then out from his inner being flow the rivers of life. You can see drinking and flowing, flowing and drinking, are just the two ends of one thing, two sides of one thing. If you don't flow, your drinking means nothing. In other words, if you don't flow, you just drink in vain. Without throwing, the drinking is annulled. Whether your drinking is genuine or not, it depends on the throwing. Today you have a good illustration. The water hose. Does the water hose firstly drink or firstly flow? The two things taking place at the same time. If the water hose doesn't flow, so the inside current stops. Only flowing keeps the inner current going. This was why when we came to Exodus 17, in this matter of the living water, we have to point out drinking is crucial. But throwing, I would say, more crucial. Actually, after you begin the drinking, if you don't flow, there's no continuation of drinking. The most prevailing gospel preaching is to stir up people's thirst. Thirst is crucial. By the Lord's mercy, through the gospel preaching, we all be made thirsty. So, just be careful. Don't lose your thirst. When the drinking within you stops, the thirst is lost. That's terrible. You have to go through a period of thought, not of thirst, but a period of spiritual death, not only dryness. Actually, dryness means spiritual death. Once your thirst stops, you cannot recover it, revive it right now. You have to go through a period of spiritual death. Then, by His mercy, the Lord would sovereignly do something to deal with you. 
are again to stir you up. Then you return. You repent. Then you come back. Uh-huh. By coming back to the Lord, the thirst also comes back. Then you begin to drink again. Now learn the lesson. Once you drink, don't stop flowing. If you stop flowing, this kills your drinking. Once your drinking is killed, the thirst is gone. Francis, the lesson here seems very clear. There's an unmistakable connection between drinking and flowing out. I'd like to ask you about this point. What does it mean that we risk losing our spiritual thirst if we stop flowing out? When Brother Lee mentioned this, that really caused me to realize what happens to me sometimes. When my thirst is gone, I become dead and dry and not thirsty anymore. And this is a very big danger. What happens when I'm not flowing out is that I lose my desire. I lose my thirst to keep drinking. So it it's true. This is a very dangerous situation because you will get dry, you'll get dull, you'll get dark, and you will not know where you're going and what you're doing. And sometimes this leads to a period of days that you just don't feel uh, nourished, fed, and you don't even feel thirsty. So this is a, a very serious point, and it comes as a result of not flowing out. If we don't flow out, there's no way for the drinking to come in. And I was thinking in this connection that for years I went as a young man to meetings where I would hear something that would entice me and cause me to thirst. I would have a real desire then for something, but i just come and listen, and then i leave. And I forget the points. I forget the things that were shared. And I was drinking at the moment, but there was nothing flowing out of me. No testifying, no sharing, no praising the Lord, no shouting hallelujah, none of these things. And so my thirst just was gone. I come back to another meeting. I listen to someone speak. I become bored. I become disinterested and thinking, what time is he going to quit? Isn't this meeting about to be over? This is because there's no flowing out. So I think we can, uh, not only I, I believe that many of the ones that I know have had this kind of experience, how much different it is when there's a flowing out. Then there's room for the drinking in, and your thirst will be quenched. We have quite an opportunity here on this broadcast, don't we, Francis? Of course, we get to hear uh, Witness Lee speaking, and that causes a thirst, and then uh, you and I get a chance a little bit to flow out. I really liked his illustration of the garden hose. That's a great picture. It may seem very simplistic, but it really illustrates this point very, very well. If there's nothing flowing out one end, there's no opportunity for anything more to come in the other end, is there? That's right. And you can't tell if something's coming in or not from someone else. You can always tell if something's flowing out. And so it's true with us, too. We do have an opportunity here to drink in and to flow out. We just have the habit of just listening and uh, supposedly drinking, and sometimes we really are drinking. But if we don't flow out, then it will just become uh, impossible to drink in anymore. I think that's the reason a lot of people stop going to hear preaching meetings, because they just listen and they never flow out. 
Well, I think you mentioned that that was your experience, and you said maybe some others. I think we could be quite a bit more emphatic than that. I think uh, virtually we all know what it's like to sit there and count the minutes and count the seconds, wondering when is this uh, over, if there's a football game on, or there's something else I need to do. But when we're entering into this drinking and flowing, it's a whole different experience. Absolutely different, and very, very much more enjoyable. It surely is. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Francis. Now what you want and you need is not drinking. You believe me, <laughs> you need to flow. If you don't flow, drinking doesn't avail. So right away, you have to flow. What is to flow? Let me repeat. When you go to the water hose, when the water hose throws out something, <laughs> you know, the water throws in. When you flow, the throwing out is very evident. Now, what is to flow? You have to speak in the Lord, with the Lord, by the Lord, for the Lord, to something. You may say, learn to speak. Christians should altogether not what? Be dumb. We all have to be bubbly, welling up. When you speak, you flow. When you speak, something of the Lord flows out. Look at the water hose. When the water flows out, that means it flows in. How much the water flows in? It all depends upon how much it flows out. The quantity of water that flows out measures the quantity of water that flows in. This means what? This means how much you flow out the living water. Just that much you drink of it. Probably for a long time. At least few days, you've been thirsty. You've been dried up. You know why you've been dried up in these days? Just because you don't speak. That means you don't flow. Then you have to preach the gospel to unbelievers, number one. The number two, you have to speak the truth to the believers. You have to speak the gospel to the unsafe, and you have to speak live to the saved ones. Well, Francis, this continues to be very practical fellowship today. Uh, as we mentioned before, we've all experienced the spiritual dryness, and I think now we're convinced the remedy for that is this flowing out. But practically, what is the flowing out? How do we flow out? Well, in this sense, flowing out is simply by speaking. The more you speak, the more there's a flowing out. I don't mean talk. I mean speaking. We have something in us now by drinking in the truth, by drinking in the enjoyment of Christ, by taking in the fellowship of one another. There's a flowing out that's necessary that can only be done by opening our mouth. We need to open our mouth. There's a hymn we sometimes sing that our mouth shut up defeats us. We need to open our mouth to speak to sinners about Christ and his salvation so they can drink in. We need to open our mouth to our fellow Christians so they also can open their mouth and flow out. And this mutual flowing really builds up the real Christian life into the church life that God wants. There should be this kind of flowing among Christians all the time. We need to learn to flow by speaking in all kinds of situations, not just Sunday morning after a meeting's over and you speak to someone about how's their day, or you start asking them about the afternoon. 
No, our speaking is something of Christ, something flowing out of the Christ we've enjoyed. And the one we have been drinking in must be the one who's flowing out. And when that flowing out takes place, it can be in all kind of situations, like uh, we should speak in the church meetings. There should be opportunities for us to say very much in a meeting that would uh, share our enjoyment of Christ. All the things that we have that we have gained by our drinking in of the Word, our drinking in of the ministry, our drinking in, hopefully, even of this radio broadcast, when that flows out and you learn to call, Lord Jesus, I do love you. I praise you for what you've done to me, and I thank you for what you're doing in others. Lord, I just want to praise you and thank you. I was so nourished today to hear Brother Lee calling, Oh, Lord Jesus, in such a uh, released way. Saints, if we believers would do this, we would really have an enjoyment, and we'd have a thirst that's always being quenched by the flowing in. And that flowing out leaves room for more drinking in. You know, Francis, when you talk to many believers, they'll go back and maybe relate the experiences or the events related to their receiving the Lord the first time, and they have a very fond remembrance of that dynamic occasion. Probably the reason is that the moment they got filled with the Lord, the very first thing they did was begin to speak to someone about what they had just experienced. And this brought in this flowing, drinking cycle that we've been talking about. But what a pattern that is. We do not have to be limited just to our salvation experience to have this flowing in and out, do we? Not at all. And as a matter of fact, if we are limited to that, we soon lose it because it's a growing experience constantly being the enlargement of Christ in what he really is in our spirit into our whole being. So the more we will flow out, the more we will have the desire for the drinking in. And this flowing out really should continue through our whole Christian life. I know when I heard Brother Lee, even in his old age, he was always flowing out because he was always drinking in. And he was always drinking in because he was always flowing out. These two things really go together. We should not be limited to just being sitting, listening believers in a meeting. We should be full of flowing out. And in our daily life, this kind of consistent flowing out would be a benefit to all those around us. Well, when we flow out, what we flow out is a matter of some significance. We're going to look at that in this final portion. Let's join Witness Lee once again. I wanted the real revival to flow, to bubble. Let's read John 4.14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall by no means death forever, but the water that I shall give him shall become in him a spring. And this spring is always flowing. Every spring flows, welling up into eternal life. I must tell you, and this phrase into eternal life, as far as I know, thus far up to date, no Christian teacher has ever understood it. Neither me. What does it mean? When you flow, this flowing or this welling up always brings you and me who are flowing into a kind of situation full of life. How to interpret this phrase, I don't know so well. But I do know, according to experience, when I flow, 
right away, this flowing of this speaking brings me into a situation flooded with life. To me, that is into eternal life. The more speaking, the better. The more singing, the better. The more praying, the better. And the more testifying, the better. This kind of speaking not only brings us into a situation flooded with life, but also it brings us into the fullness of the Spirit. You must realize that you are one with the smitting Christ. The rock smitten signifies the incarnated Christ in his humanity was crucified, was smitten. Now we are identified with him. So our human life must be smitten. Your human life, your natural life is crucified. The living water is just divine life. So at the rock, cleft, flow in the water, you have a picture. The human life, the incarnated life of Christ was smitten. And the divine life of Christ froze out as the water. And today the same. Your human life must be what? Smitten. Then the divine life will flow out from you. Do you believe these two points? One is to flow. The other is to stand on the identification with Christ's death. And this, I tell you, kills your human life your natural life, then whatever you flout will be divine, will be the eternal life, and will be life of God. This life of God is the water of life. Francis, I believe the Lord would be very happy if his people would get into the reality of what we have heard and what we've been talking about today. Not only would he be happy, but we would be satisfied as well. Our thirst would be fully quenched, and our dryness would be over. Francis, review these two crucial matters again for us uh, that were connected in Witnessley's last portion here, the flowing out and being fully one with the smitten rock. Well, we've said a lot today about the flowing out, and I think we've seen something very marvelous in that. But it must be a flowing, not a pumping up, not a pretense not a trying to do something by your own uh, enthusiasm and energy. It may just be something natural in those kind of cases, and that's not a flowing out. Our spirit is enlivened by drinking in the living water, and also that living water is welling up in us unto eternal life. So the life is the result, the real living spirit is the result of our drinking in and as we drink in, this water wells up within us unto eternal life. So what we're really sharing when we flow out is the eternal life that we've been enjoying. In order to have this to be a matter of the eternal life, of the divine life, of the life in our spirit, we need to be with Christ, one with Christ, in the being smitten, 
Remember that verse you mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, that Jehovah said he would stand on the top of the rock, and Moses was to smite the rock, and the water would flow out. Well, that water would not flow out unless the rock was smitten. And that speaks about the incarnated Christ being crucified. That crucifixion is something applied to us also, to our natural man. So if we really identify with Christ in his crucifixion, the putting to death of the natural man and the natural energy and the natural enthusiasm and flow out the reality of what has been enjoyed in our spirit, then that will produce life. But we do need identification with Christ crucified. Not only that he's our Savior, but that he also applies his cross to our daily living to deal with our natural man. So this flowing out is something pure and something very pleasing to God and marvelously satisfying to man. You know, Francis, um, we have just a minute left. I want to bring out a point that we didn't talk about that I think is relevant. Of course, a lot of people will sit in silence because they're afraid that I'm not gifted, I'm not an eloquent speaker. But isn't it your experience that in many meetings, in many of our gatherings, that when the most refreshment comes, when the water flowing is the most intense and enjoyable, it's when someone uh, that's maybe not gifted and not eloquent stands up in spite of that and speaks in this principle. They're not that worried about their natural gift or ability. They are really just speaking out this Christ that they're loving and enjoying at that moment. That's certainly true. And this life is not really shared that much by just being gifted, but by releasing what is in us, in our spirit, of the enjoyment of Christ. Today for Francis Paul, I'm Chris Wilde, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs consist of excerpts from Witness Lee's spoken ministry, along with our discussion and comments, and all focusing on God's heart's desire that we would enjoy Christ as the divine life for man. These Life Study messages show us that every book of the Bible reveal that enjoying Him in this way will bring us to the goal of our salvation. There are more than 1,700 programs like this one available online free of charge that you can download, stream live, or add to your podcast subscription. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. That's lsmradio.com. You can also reach us by email, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.